Uka chaka, uka 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 chaka, uka 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 chaka, uka uka chaka, uka chaka. I hope down a feeling. I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. Welcome to the What a Disaster podcast. I'm your host, Gregory Allen. With me this week is Richard Sawasinski, as usual, and Patrick Dunn. And we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe's phases one, two, and three. And this week is phase two. Check us out online at wadpodcast.com. You can call us at 209-781-9113. Uh, alternatively, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Of course, we're on Facebook as well. All right. So I will give you the list just so you guys can be at least mentally prepared for what to expect. Yeah. I'm not ready for anything. I was so prepared for phase one. I did so much work. I wrote, I'm I'm in the looking at phase two. Number one is a tough call. The last one is not. So, uh, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, don't chuckle, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. I mean, we're just going to go. We're going to continue going in release go. order. Uh, Iron Man 3. One, two, three. Patrick. Great entertainment. Uh, it's very much a Shane Black movie. I love Shane Black. Uh, this is kind of the maybe the start of Marvel really letting very idiosyncratic writers and directors just cut loose and do their fucking thing in this universe. And Shane Black makes a fucking Shane Black ass Iron movie. It's really fun. The Mandarin just violates every fanboy notion imaginable as far as continuity, but it's a blast. Thumbs up. And three, two, one, Richard. I'm just going to tag on to what uh, Patrick said. I say the Mandarin reveal made what was pretty, what a pretty generic action movie into something a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But overall, I I had a lot of charm with um, Tony Stark and the kid. I really like that dynamic, but. I don't like the Pepper Potts dynamic of this movie. I don't know, like how crumbly all the armor is. I don't like how he said, I'm done with everything. And he does that all in Age of Ultron. Nothing is learned. Nothing is gained. Nothing is benefited in this film. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, honestly. That's, That's not like, Iron Man 3's fault, though. That's later filmmakers. Maybe decision. you're right. Maybe right. right. You know what? You can, we can talk about this after yes, my review, can. which is yes. starting now. So Iron Man 3 was probably my favorite Iron Man movie of all time, probably bar none, even anything that has ever happened in any other thing. How long can I talk about that? No. So I liked I liked the kid. I liked that you could see that 
he cared enough to let his armor just crumble so it wouldn't destroy that poor truck driver who hit it accidentally on the bridge. It was a darker but also more poppy movie than the first one, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would definitely agree that it's the best of the Iron Man movies. I just, I just, I don't like the way they did what they did with the Iron Man like power set. It just stands out, and he's just the weakest, most impotent version of Iron Man in this one, and it kind of bums me out. Like, so you talk about the armor that they have. Like I said, the Mark Forty Two we talk armor, or whatever. About it? It's garbage. Uh, so the the armor. Well, first it was a prototype. Yeah, it was not even. It's the only armor he has. The whole movie, though. So what? I mean, he didn't really have it even most of the movie. Yeah. But but the point of it is the stuff that you were talking about where it just exploded when things blew it up with missiles and stuff. Like it was not. I felt like it's easy enough to explain away. And I didn't feel like I had to do much mental gymnastics to say, well, why did it just explode when a missile hit it? Because it's not on him and he needs it ready to rock and roll. So it's not all completely locked in. You've seen how long it takes to lock it in. And then I would have to unlock, go on him, and lock in all at the same time. And it just makes more sense that it was just kind of loosely displayed rather than completely locked up. And then when the truck hit it and it just exploded, that makes sense too because he's not trying to kill some poor truck driver. The Iron Man suit, if it had just stayed completely intact, would have obliterated that truck and killed a guy plus probably a bunch of other people on that bridge. I don't think about this kind of stuff at all. I have literally no idea what scene you guys are talking about. So, I could care less what the iron, what the fucking armor can do for movie. To I movie. just like consistency. It's, and it's like a bit power nitpicky. Sets. It's a nitpicky for me when you talk about the universe as a whole. When we talk about the universe as a whole. That's where this, this is where this movie's weak. I wouldn't harp on this if we're talking about Iron Man 3. It's just a movie. But I'm talking about in context with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want to be a little nitpicky and say it kind of irked me, especially since you have the third movie. So we should have been a little more prepared for what was coming next. I mean, he was controlling it remotely, so he didn't have the the same reaction time I, that he would have if he were in it, and he could have avoided the I truck. I can see the truck point, but at some point, there should have been a Mark 43 armor that showed up that was relatively tough that he would have gotten in and at least fought most of the last battle. He didn't have... Like, what he, are we talking about the truck? What is the, there's a There's a scene where the Iron Man, like, right after he rescues a bunch of people, yeah. the Iron Man the, suit the that plane. is being remotely controlled first one lands on a bridge and then a semi smashes into it and it just oh. explodes into pieces. Oh. It crumbles, like, tin cans. Yeah. But okay. also, like... Um, the last scene, though, there's a lot of armor. It just explodes where in other movies it would have bounced. Yeah, they were taking... Previous hits. They were, I mean, they were 3,000 degrees Celsius, enough to vaporize. He never even used it, like you said, never used any of his bullets. He didn't have to get that close. They were melee fighters. All he had to do was stand back with the armor and shoot them. Like it was, it was just, Jarvis is a terrible pilot. You know, it it, it was stupid to go hand to hand with these things. It was 15 costumes all under AI control from afar. Yeah. That all also had to be ready for Iron Man to be able to just jump off the fucking bridge. It's inconsistent with the Tony Stark of later films or previous films who's, always prepared and always like slightly more like outguns outguns the other guys by a, a, a significant margin. Usually what hampers him is he's trying to do too much at once. But these are also you know? people that if they got shot, were going to heal right up anyway. It's not like these are people that he could just shoot and they'd be done. See, that would have been more interesting, but they, 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 instead they just pretend like the armor didn't have projectiles. I mean, he needed to keep them tied up so that he could take care of saving pepper. All right. We're not okay, this. I don't care no, about I not what, I do care about, what I do care about is that the movie ends on a really cool character note for Tony that he destroys all the suits. He realizes that doesn't matter to him anymore. 
And then the Marvel Cinematic Universe just does away with that entire plot point. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he does still have suits. He still likes suits. It's actually he's still a problem. on to a few of them. He's well, going mean, to use addicted. them for he, many it's, movies It's after like this. when you find, like, when somebody goes clean and sober, and then the next day they're injecting themselves with something. In the new. MCU, the suits are his demon in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to be an alcoholic because he's too busy <laughs> making suits that are just as much his addiction as anything else would be. Fuck, what's the next movie? Also, Throwaway Pepper Potts superpowers was bullshit. I didn't need that. Mm. They just took him away. They took him away in a monologue. They didn't he was, say they took him away. They yeah, said, nope, he, he said, says, I fixed Did he it. have superpowers? She yeah. just had a suit. For she that. had the extremis in her. All also, right. he didn't say that her superpowers were gone. He said that she wasn't going to explode. No, he said he fixed it. I, right. That yeah. doesn't mean. We'll see. We'll see. That doesn't mean that they're gone. We'll see in that game if her arm gets chopped off. I never thought people had been hurt. They lied to me. This is the Mandarin? I know, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Hi, Trevor, Trevor Slattery. I know I'm shorter in person, a bit smaller, everyone says that, but um, hey, if you're here to arrest me, uh, there's some people I'd like to roll on. In Here's me. how it works, Meryl Streep. You tell him where Pepper is and he'll stop doing it. Doing what? Oh, I get it, ow, that hurt, I get it, I get it. I don't know about any Pepper, but I know about the plan. Spill. Do you know what they did to my suit? What, no, but I do know it's happening off the coast. Something to do with um, a big boat. I can take you there. Tony, I swear to God, I'm gonna blow his face off. Oh, and this next bit may include the vice president as well. I hope her arm gets chopped off. All right, now we are on to Thor, the Dark World. Three, two, one, Richard. Uh, Thor, the Dark World. Ah, this movie, we find out Loki is a frost giant. No, nope. no, that was the first, the first one. one. Uh, whatever. And then Ellie Portman dies. And I, I don't remember this movie. I've seen it a dozen times. I watched it with you, Greg. I barely remember this movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I really hated this movie. It just does not stick. It does not rememberable. It was actually it might be my most hated movie of all the MCU movies. You were going to say all time for you a minute. You don't want to add anything else? Nah. All right, then I will quote you as, this movie's not rememberable. That is Richard Sawasinski, uh, 4-15-2019 at 9.33 p.m. This movie is not rememberable. 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 Yeah. Remarkable. Right. And three, two, one. Greg's turn. <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. It was briefly my favorite MCU movie. Um, I watched it a bunch of times. I really, really liked it. And then I watched it again after watching all the rest again. And boy, it did not stand up at all. Uh, it is borderline abuse to watch this movie. And I don't think that if you were to go through the MCU and watch every single one in whatever chronological order you choose, if you excluded this movie, you'd be better for it. I did. And I was. All right. Three, two, one. Patrick. Yeah, it's boring as fuck. I second that. I mean, there's there's fun Thor Loki interplay in it. That's the one thing that saves it. Malekith is a cool character. Christopher Eccleston is a cool actor. You can tell he did not want to do that. Yeah. Just lifeless the whole portrayal of malekith is lifeless and a huge disappointment the only thing i want to still do with the remaining time i have left is just to ask why you liked it in the first place greg i you know i don't know it wasn't good as action it wasn't good as uh an addition to the story it didn't build on anything i it just Maybe it was the, there had to have been Jane something Foster is worse than ever. Exactly. Oh, she's in it so there fucking much. There had to have been something that got its hooks into me. Oh, wait, wait. And is that movie? Didn't they also give Jane Foster powers for a hot second? Yeah. It's not great yeah. unless Cause she got the, the, the powerless girlfriend gets to save the fucking planet. Then they take yeah. the powers away because you can't keep them. 
Yeah. Women aren't allowed to be powerful for more than a scene. Yeah. Let's Listen, keep that in mind. Hey, you know what? We I would be totally down for Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster and then doing some shit like that they did in the comic books where Jane Foster became Thor, Thor for a bit uh, and like write the character better and give Natalie Portman something to do. I'd be all in for that. There, there, I mean, there are some Valkyrie's going to do I that. I don't hate that idea. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'd be it's fine with happen. Jane Foster being Thor. I'd be fine with Valkyrie being Thor. I would be Lady fine Thor. with yeah. um, Scourge being Thor. No, Me too. Yeah, Scourge could be Thor. <laughs> Carl Urban could be Thor. I'm good Beak. with that. Beak Cor- could be uh, Thor. Cord. Cord could be, be Thor. Thor. I... I pray God Beta Ray Bill shows up in the Beta Marvel Ray Cinematic Bill. Universe. He at was some point. Uh, he was in he was wasn't Beta Ray He's Bill on the one tower. Of the, yeah, he was on the Champion yeah. Tower. Yeah. All right. Uh, Listen, we did a bunch of Thor, hang on. Thor stuff hang on. Uh, already with Ragnarok. What's uh, what's what's oh God? What is that actor's name? George um, Clooney. No, yeah, that's the one. I'd be okay Brad with Pitt. George Clooney taking over as Thor. No, what? God damn it! And it's gone now, so it doesn't matter. Perhaps you prefer one of your new companions, given that you seem to like them so much. Oh, this is much better. Whoa. Costume's a bit much. So tight. With the confidence, I can feel the righteousness surging. Hey, you want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. Anyway, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 321, Patrick. Oh, uh, great film. Uh, great paranoia thriller. Remember when we were all like, they're going to put community and arrested development directors on a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. That seems weird. Turned out they have been like the most prolific and successful directors in MCU history. Basically, Joe and Anthony Russo directing this movie. It's a blast. It's a great little movie. Took the MCU in some new directions. Great adaptation of a great comic book storyline as well. All right, that's it. Um, three, two, one, me. And I'm going to go. I mean, I'm a, I liked it a lot. It was probably the best Captain America movie of the three. Um, yeah, I it, it it was not complete garbage, and it was a good psychological thriller. It knew what it was and what it wanted to be, and it kept it carried a consistent, uh, I, I would say, a consistent theme throughout. And generally, the tone was solid. I didn't feel like I was trying to get four different movies shoehorned into one. Did I say psychological thriller? Yeah. And paranoia thriller. Par- you know, you said paranoia thriller. That's okay. my fault. Uh, Richard. Uh, yeah, I would say this is one of my favorite Marvel movies, period. I just, every time I rewatch it, it's just always enjoyable. There's always something I miss the first time. The fight scenes are really intricate. There's always like a clever thing Captain like, America does or Bucky does to get out of a fight scene. The Bucky thing's a little far fetched, but I, that's comic book, soap opera. I enjoy it. It's just, I think it's just a great movie all around. I really like. Um, the way they did Winter Soldier, I like in the comic books, and they really brought it to life. And when he catches the shield the first time with his arm, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Such a good movie. All right. I think that's the most aligned we've been on any of these so yeah. far. I think we're pretty much yeah. all that in the same, just slick. same headspace. That's a there. slick movie. It's it just, I, I recently yeah. rewatched it, and I never, I never like not enjoy rewatching that movie. I'm here's, like, yeah. here's where I think we're going to have the biggest break. Is this little display meant to insinuate that you're going to throw me off the roof? Because it's really not just style, Rogers. You're right. It's not. It's hers. Oh, wait, what about that girl from accounting? Laura? Laura Lillian. Lip piercing, right? Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. Guardians of the Galaxy. Three, two, one. Me. I hated 
the first Guardians of the Galaxy wow. movie. The first time I saw it, I went to the theater and saw it. I was so fucking bummed out. Wow. I mean, it was the first Galactic movie, and so it was the it was setting the tone for all the future Galactic level movies. And when I saw it, I was like, "This is a fucking mess. I kind of hate it. I I can't." I legitimately was angry that this movie came out under the MCU header. Follow up. I fucking love it now. Rewatching. <laughs> it's amazing. Now it is three, two, one. Richard's turn. <laughs> I watched a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy like 30 times. It's the only movie on the Marvel Cinematic Universe I've done. I don't like trailers, but I love that trailer. I like the version of Guardians of the Galaxy they picked. I was so excited for it. Chris Pratt's amazing in this film. It's one of my favorite MCU movies as well. It's hilarious. And it's great. I liked it from day one. I liked it before it even came out. I knew I was going to like it, but I love all that space shit. The Nova Corps and all that stuff going on in the background. And there's a lot of subtle background jokes in this movie, too. All right. Thanks, Richard. Now we're going to go three, two, one. Me again. I mean, Patrick. Uh, so I'm going to make my review as quick as possible so I can just sing Hooked on a Feeling for the remaining time that I have left. It's a fun movie. It's really entertaining. I enjoy watching it, but it really bogs down in the final act for me. Like the fucking Nova Corps, like forming their like spaceship network around Xandar is very boring to me. I get very bogged down. Uka chaka, uka 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 chaka, uka 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 chaka, uka 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 chaka, I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. All right. Uh, that was Guardians of the Gorlixy. The mix of that song and the trailer where they 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 bumped definitely bumped the bass up on that hit. Perfect. Yeah. Like, oh boom, yeah. Boom boom. call themselves the guardians of the galaxy what a bunch of a-holes i was so excited for that movie when i saw the trailer and then when i went to the theater and saw it i was so bombed really I, you're right though the, the, i just rewatched it the last scene does bog down i went and did dishes yeah because like the, the characters are what makes that movie good yeah did not Absolutely. like it my first watch at all watched it subsequent times and really really loved it he says he's an a-hole but he's not and i'm quoting him here 100 percent a dick do you believe him I don't know that I believe anyone's 100% a dick, man. We're focusing up. We're going to Avengers Age of Ultron. Three, two, one, Richard. Age of Ultron was was an overall disappointment, but I did really enjoy the movie. But when I first saw it, I was disappointed because I didn't like it as much as the first Avengers movie. Uh, I thought Ultron was rushed as a villain, and he's a really interesting villain in the comics. But I, I did really enjoy the banter, like all this stuff between Captain America and... Iron Man, it really brought home the friendship of these characters. So that's what I did like about that movie, I think. And do you want to go next, Patrick? Sure. All right. Three, two, one. Greg, uh, Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron was also, for me, fairly disappointing. I mean, it, so 
it was weird introduction to Wanda and uh, whatever the silver Quicksilver Quicksilver yeah. guy. But Pedro? I, I did not love. Pietro. I did not over overall love the movie. It was fine. It was popcorn fair. I mean, it was summer blockbuster at its best as far as that summer was concerned. Uh, but overall, meh. All right, three, two, one, Patrick. Age of Ultron, I'm kind of torn on because there's some stuff I really love in it. Mostly, um, I love the basic concept of Ultron. James Spader as Ultron, great idea. He yeah. looks great. And basically, he's played in the early scenes as sort of like Tony Stark's like fucked up stepchild. You know, he he plays as like kind of a dark version of Tony. And I wish they had gotten to bring that home. I wish Joss had gotten to bring that home a little more. There's a lot of dumb shit in this movie, too. They never sell Ultron. The Black Widow shit is dumb. And there's a lot of really unnecessary setup for later movies. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, that this yeah, movie was definitely well. a big setup flick. You articulated well. Uh, it was really uh, Josh Whedon up to this point been so consistent for me, too. I just like I've always been a Josh Whedon fanboy and he really lost me on this film. I was just like. What happened? I don't know. That I'm ready magic. To Marvel happened. To yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. Marvel just wore him down. Tony Stark used to say that to me. You're one of his. What? I'm not. <laughs> not. You think I'm one of Stark's puppets? His hollow men. I'm. Look at me. Do I look like Iron Man? Stark is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm sure that's going to be okay. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't understand. Don't compare me with Stark. Dead. Yeah. All right, so we're now in our rankings, huh? No, no, we have... What the fuck, man? We got Ant-Man stuff. Oh, it's a movie after Avengers in this one. I always consider Avengers the bookmark. You know? Boy. Jesus. We're going to have to kick little, you out of the club. Yeah, wow. Sorry, right. I forgot Welcome to the What a Disaster podcast, where my former host Richard is <laughs> dead to us, and Patrick has replaced him. Yay! Yay! That's all my fans. I cheer, too. <laughs> so you guys, both of them both of his fans are both cheering. my fans me and richard that's right uh so no we've got ant-man next it's on the it's on the list here who wants to go first does it really matter three two one richard it did matter <laughs> it mattered i i was skeptical of ant-man but they used my uh when i heard about it but they used my favorite version of ant-man the irredeemable ant-man and then they used paul rudd that was a good title the irredeemable ant-man yeah it was yeah. and they uh and they got paul rudd in there it was great and it really uh that movie's charming it's fun it's charming and it it really stands out as just being i don't know just a really fun marvel film that you can even maybe show your kids you done yeah, you wasted five seconds again on this all right Always. man that's fine you do you you do you my chill Three, two, one, patrick Ant-Man is a fun movie. I just feel like I don't really have much to say about it. It's very middling. I don't know. It's it's just it's light uh Paul Rudd is fun, like he always is. <laughs> Corey Stoll is a good villain. We can end it whenever you want. If you it's, just say the Ant, word. Ant-Man mostly bores me, I gotta say. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just, uh, it doesn't do that much for me. Okay. Two, one. Ant-Man is probably the most, uh, well, you know what? Fun is the only word to describe the Ant-Man movie. It literally, start to finish, is just fun. Yeah. The The... Uh, Paul Rudd makes Ant-Man watchable. Anybody else would have been just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm, and just that it was all gimmick and fun. And you know what? That was fine. I did not give a shit about Paul Rudd's character or his story arc or any of it. It was fun and it was great. And I'm so glad we got it. I mean, like my time's up. 
So that still can, sounds so underwhelmed to me, it, though. You know what? But that's it's, the funny part. It's, but that's. I just it, love that movie. The, the movie See, is the, just I, so. Yeah. And the, it's like a really good Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's the only word yeah. to describe yeah. the first Ant Man movie. It was completely unexpected. And it's super well executed. Like the only way you can make Ant Man good is that movie. The like, direction and yeah. the acting and every casting decision they made was damn near perfect in the first Ant Man movie. I I dare you to find a a better character or a better actor to play any one of those characters. When did this happen? Nothing's happening. Whoa, hold on. Something's kind of happening. Well, if that's the case, uh, shoot me again. Yeah, I don't know what you were doing grabbing and kissing me like that. I'm a little surprised myself. I have to get somewhere. I'll see you later, Hank. Really hope. Scott. Yeah? You're full of shit. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go to rankings of phase two. (laughs) Who did first rankings last time? I did. You did? Then I'm going to go first this time. And this is going to be, I think everybody is on the same page here. Ant-Man is the greatest Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe movie. <laughs> bar none. Um, so I'm going to go. Wow. This is this is actually probably the hardest to pick. Number one between uh, Iron Man, three Guardians and Ant-Man. Th- those are the three vying for the number one slot in phase two, in my opinion. And I'm going to. I'm going to go with Guardians because it introduces more characters. So Guardians would be number one. Iron Man, uh, Ant-Man will be number two because it's also fresh. Three is going to be Iron Man three. Then I'm going to go Captain America Winter Soldier. Just, you know, the nature of rehashes. Uh, Age of Ultron and then Iron Man three or Thor of the Dark World is dead last. I don't think we're going to have any dispute about (laughs) where Thor lands on Ant-Man first. I went Guardians first, oh. Ant-Man second. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just because they're both new characters introducing new things, new styles. And I think that um, Phase 2, not necessarily... So you say Iron Man 3 is where you feel like they first started giving real creative freedom to people. I disagree, and I think Guardians is the first one that got real creative freedom for the directors to make decisions without completely sticking to the formula. It got Guardians got wild like that was a very different movie than what we saw from everything else, both in stylistic choices and tone and the the jumping from cartoonish action to dark uh, threat to the universe stuff. Okay, Iron Man 3 is like a wild, like radically Shane Black movie. Like, I don't disagree that it is, very, it is a very Shane Black movie. The Christmas setting, like the weird twist with the Mandarin is all just feels like Shane Black getting to do whatever the but fuck he wants. But is it really tonally different from the MCU movies that came Absolutely. before it? Absolutely. Do you really think so? You oh, yeah. think that Iron Man 3 is so dramatically different in its DNA from Iron Man 2, the yes. Avengers? The Avengers? Yeah. I, I don't I don't see that. I don't feel that it's that that much of a, a fair to each their own. Yeah, I like I it's apples to oranges when you go Guardians versus Iron Man three and Iron Man three versus the Avengers is more like apples to other apples. There we go. All right. So All my right. power ranking. Yeah. Do uh, who asked you? Richard, go. 
Yeah, Richard, go. <laughs> I owe you a power ranking? No, I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to give Patrick our power It's really Patrick's turn because I don't like you, Richard. Oh, he's not ready. Okay, I'll All just right. go then. Perfect. I mean, well, I wanted you to go anyway. I don't like Richard. Mine are Winter Soldier, <laughs> Iron Man 3, Guardians, Ultron, Ant-Man, Dark World. Wow. You... All right, Winter Soldier first? Hmm? All right. I mean, it's a great movie, yeah. but it didn't... I mean... I, I don't know. My my reasoning was because it it brought like the reasoning for picking Guardians is it because it is because it opened up so much more movie or mm-hmm. so much more to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I can I'm 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 good with that too because the the Winter Soldier was definitely a very different feel from the previous Captain America movies too. Yeah, Guardians. I mean, God bless Guardians. Love it a lot, but that. The the final act kind of flags a little bit for me, and Winter Soldier doesn't. Right we, now, Richard's got to give his power rankings, and we got to get on yeah. to Phase Three. Phase All right, three. power rankings. Go. The, the movie I like the most, I would have to say, is it's tough. It changed. Whatever I rewatched Dark World, them. I got. Yeah, it. it's Dark World. Yep, Dark World. No, it's Winter Soldier. Actually, after right. rewatching them, I'm with Patrick. Winter Soldier first, Guardian oh, yeah. second. All because of the ending. All because of the ending, it just really drags in Guardians. Guardians. After having so much character, there's so little character, and you really feel it. So Guardians second, Ant-Man third, Avengers Age Ultron fourth, and fifth. There are six movies. Oh, there are six movies. God damn it. My fourth pick um, is Avengers Age of Ultron, then Iron Man 3, hmm. and then hmm. Dark World. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like Thor The Dark World that much? You know, compared I, to the other ones? The, the weird the way the math works out is it ends up being my favorite movie. And okay. then see your movie total, but, but in phase two, in film it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense because the context matters. Context matters. Yeah, if you look at everything else, a weird mist that gives Dark Elves power is probably the greatest thing they could have added to the MCU, especially <laughs> since they never revisit it at all. Aside no. to make it a soul, uh, aside from making it a uh, an Infinity Stone, the ether. <laughs> yeah, something counts in that movie, but don't not say much. that word again. It, it does ether. weird things to me. <laughs> no, please stop. We the are. Ether. <laughs> Should we call Chris Lad to get his ranking of Phase God, Two? No, I don't want to hear. I want to point out that you and I, the, the, the three of us, rewatch Chris. It's it's ten o'clock at night. I'm not calling you. I'll, I'll text him. We'll right. we'll have him beam in. The, th- the three of us. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I rewatched all the Thor movies. We did uh, Ragnarok. Oh, I've I've watched all the Thor movies. I've watched Dark World actually within the last month. I can't ever remember it. It just it's it, like the end. It's, it's just the ether. like okay, we're just flying through space and time or whatever, and fighting a thing that I can't punch, but also I'm punching it. And Odin dies, which is important. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't die. But he dies. But he dies. Like everybody in Marvel. Yeah. Who dies and doesn't it's, die but dies. It's wild. It's a wild it ride. Doesn't die but dies. I would say it's a wild ride but it's in a, a good ride. way, but it's just a wild ride in that you don't know what the fuck is going on because it's a poorly directed and reasonably acted but badly scripted movie. All right, that is the end of phase two of the What a Disaster podcast Marvel Cinematic Universe recap. Thank you for joining us. And you can catch us online at WAD Podcast or wherever you find your favorite podcasts of note. You can also call, text, or, you know, leave a voicemail, whatever, at 209-781-9113.